0: comes out just right for that church, and it's part of our personality. So I appreciate you singing out and instructing one another through the songs. You know, we kind of, I guess, uh, uh, you know, churches uh, kind of choose their direction and their flavor, and uh, I don't know, we like the old the old time tried hymns, you know, uh, we just enjoy those. They're full of good doctrine, and, and they're clear, and they've stood the test of time. Uh, there's other songs that are, that, are, that are written, you know, more lately, uh, uh, more, uh, I guess what you call uh, contemporary, as far as uh, more recent, right, It can be good as well, and, and it can have a uh, great message, and, and, uh, and clear, and uh, we're not against that either. So, uh, as far as uh, 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 the guys singing up here, that was a good song, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was good, he had, he had the harmonizing, and um, I like uh, hearing the guys sing, and uh, we're putting together, yes sir? Yes, sir. Very much. Yes, sir. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, we're we're blessed as well. We should be thankful that uh, some churches are trying to scrounge up one one piano player, you know. And uh, we got we got three piano players up here most of the time, and we could probably add a fourth if we wanted to. Um, and I'd like to see other musicians as well, uh, if, you know, people who, who play an instrument uh, to bring their instrument to church. Uh, uh, you know, I probably would. Probably wouldn't get too carried away, you know, like bongo drums or anything like that, but I mean, you know, just like uh, strings and brass and stuff, uh, that'd be great, that'd be great, uh, but uh, the Lord's got a plan for it. So let's take our Bibles, uh, Proverbs 24, Proverbs 24, Proverbs chapter 24, uh, good to see you brother Harry tonight, uh, and Aunt Gloria, good to see you, uh, we love you guys. Proverbs chapter 24, Proverbs 24. Oh, well, we only have 31 Proverbs, so we're going to be getting to the end of this pretty soon. I'm going to be kind of sad. I've uh, gotten used to just uh, looking at the Proverbs each week, we're not just for my own benefit, but to be able to pass on some, some truth as well. And uh, so we'll start here in verse 1. It says, Be not thou envious. Now that's good advice, anyways. Uh, you know, the green monster, they call it, right? <laughs> And you get envy uh, in, a, in a church or in some sort of setting where there's supposed to be relationships. And envy is an, a relationship killer. You know, jealousy and envy. Um, that's a relationship killer. And it's a killer in the church. You know, a place where when, when the glory is going to Jesus, there's no competition, right? I mean, God gives us all different gifts. And, and uh, what we try to do is just, is just serve him with what he's given us. It's just stewardship. It's given back to him. And so envy isn't something that that we want to foster in any way anyways. But especially this. I mean, this is just, this makes no sense at all. But I guess it is something to be warned about. It's in the Bible. Be not thou envious against evil men. Don't be envious of evildoers. All right? Uh, Well, that's that's good advice there. And... uh, I guess there's a propensity for being envious of evildoers. Let's go to to Psalm 73. Let's go to Psalm 73. And uh, Psalm 73, David struggled with this very thing. You think, well, man after God's own heart, uh, man who pursued God with a passion, he was was envious of evildoers. Well, in a sense, he struggled with that. And, he, and, and uh, you know, if, if David's one thing, he's this. He's real. He keeps things real. Uh, he, uh, uh, he is not afraid to express to God how he's really feeling about things. And, you know, there's times when, you know, him being an open book, you look at him and you think, wow, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd be that real. I, don't, I wouldn't really want anybody to know that I'm feeling that way, let alone for it to be recorded for every Christian throughout the ages to read about, you know. But I guess he probably didn't know that that was going to happen. But he wants to be real with God, transparent. And, and uh, he does say here, Truly God is good to Israel, Psalm 73, even so much as our, uh, of a clean heart. And so there's blessings in, in that. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. I wasn't doing so well spiritually, he's saying. And this is what he says. For I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He said, i got to tell you, to be honest with you, there was times that I looked at it and it seemed like, you know, evildoers, foolish people, wicked people were, were, were downright prosperous. They seemed to be doing great. They seem to be just living, you know, the the dream life here on earth. And uh, it says in verse 4, For there are no bands in their death, for their their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men. You know, it seems like David, I mean, called a man after his own heart, but he was always in some kind of trouble. (laughs) You read that guy's life, and man, it's just like one thing after another. And you see that with some Christians sometimes too. It's like... uh, Lord, you know how, how much can one person endure? Seems like uh, uh, you know some of the finest Christians that I know have had some of the toughest lives, some of those most grievous lives, uh, humanly speaking. But yet they they, they seem to con- con- you know consistent in, in their in their in their trust in the Lord and even their joy at times. But you know uh, uh, David was he he struggled with some things. He says they're not in, tr- in, in, in trouble as other men. Neither are they played like other men. They seem to be let me you know, these charmed lives. Therefore pride cometh them about as a chain. Violence covereth them uh, as a garment. They seem to just get by with whatever they want to get by with. And they're proud of it. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than the heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They're, they're arrogant. They're, they're prideful. and They seem to be getting by with it, David says. It bothers me, he says. And uh, they set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongues uh, um, walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out uh, to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, uh, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. And they even say, Hey, you know, I mean... We're not worried about God. He doesn't seem to be doing anything to us. We're doing whatever we want. And, and we're, gonna, we're getting by with it. Does, does this most high you talk about, does he even pay attention? Does he even know? But it does say this, Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper... What's the next three words? In the world. Now, the world passes away in the things thereof. And the world itself... Because it's a fallen world, it's a broken world, it's a groaning world. It's not going to last forever. You know, it's 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 slowly winding down. And for as much as man thinks that they you know that they can uh, they can implement like the, the the new green deal and fix it all, <laughs> uh, whatever they want to come up with next to try to be you know that 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 way that they're going to uh, make it so this world is going to last forever and be heaven on earth it's not going to work it's not going to work because it's 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 going to pass away but with that being said think about our time on earth i mean our time on earth is just like a flash in the pan compared to how long earth is going to last even though the earth is going to last that long right and uh well there okay so you gotta decide uh all right so like that, you know, that sliver off a sliver off a sliver off a sliver off a sliver of eternity, is that what I'm going to invest in? Or am I going to think about, you know, am I going to think about uh, the bigger picture here? And uh, so Dave is looking and he's saying, well, you know, um, I'm seeing these guys in this world. They seem prosperous and they, and they have no regard for God or what's decent and, and, uh, and, and they're, they're proud of it. And, and I struggle with it, he says. Um... And verse 13, Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. See how real he's being here? He's saying, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm going about this all wrong. I mean, maybe, maybe I should just say, hey, I'm just going to have a good old time here on earth and just throw all my eggs in that basket. Maybe I've, uh, maybe I've gone the way of trying to live, you know, a a clean life with a clean heart before, before the Lord. Maybe that's, not all that worth it. And he's just thinking out loud here, you know. And don't worry, the chapter's not over yet. He's not done expressing himself. He's going he's gonna to work through this. He's, he's working through it. it. says in verse 13, For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. <laughs> it's like, you know, God, I thought if I served you that I would be blessed and just have a wonderful life. Like every day, it would just go great for me. Well, that's not happening for David. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generations of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Key word, verse 17. Until, <laughs> until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Until I went into God's presence. you know, we talked about Daniel's worldview, his biblical worldview. I went back and got my thoughts in order according to truth again. And, 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 it, and it hit me. I understood in a fresh way what their end was. And there will be an end. There will be an end. It's appointed that a man wants to die and then the judgment, the Bible says. There will be an end. And we've got we to think about you know, when that end comes, what then? What then? And uh, surely did thou set them in a slippery places. You ever heard about being on a slippery slope? Okay, there's the saying right there. Uh, thou cast them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation? As in a moment, they are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream, when one awaketh. so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. When I, when I stopped to consider these things... Uh, when I started to consider, these are the ones I was being envious of, thinking the slippery soap that they're ultimately on and the end of everything that they've invested in. Everything that they've invested in is going to come to naught without the Lord. And uh, my heart was grieved. I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I was continually with thee and thou hast holden up my right hand. He said, You know, when I got that perspective, I just came back to that thought, you know, yeah, I've, I've had some hard times in my life, but you've always been with me. You've always been with me. And those that look like they're just living these great lives, but without God, they're going to come to a time of, where of, of that ends, a time of terror, and God's not going to be with them. God's not going to be with them. The Bible says, you know, God will hold them in derision. It gives everybody light, and when people reject light and, and they just sow to, to, to foolishness and to, to wickedness, and they strive against the spirit of God. And they almost, you know, they can get to that point of no return, as it were. God turns them over to reprobate heart. That's a terrible place to be. That's a terrible place to be. And, uh, and, and, and David said, you know, when it came right down to it, I, I, started, I, almost, I started feeling bad for them. I didn't envy them anymore. I felt bad for them, you know. And, uh, and so um, it says in verse 25, whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides thee. You see these thoughts he's coming back to? You see these thoughts? My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. They're prosperous in this world. God is our portion, what? Forever. Forever. Now the devil, he offers us the portion for right now. Hey, take this portion. This is the best portion you'll ever get. Go for it. Now, I'll take my eternal portion with God, the everlasting one, as David did. And, uh, and for lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them, they go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in thee, Lord God, that I may declare all thy words. So not only can I experience this, God being with me through all these situations, but I can also declare that to others. I, I, you know, David has declared to us here It's this, this open book of what he struggled with, but he worked through it and he came to the truth that I offer us the eternal perspective and the, the perspective that we all need. And so going back to, uh, to Proverbs 24 then, back to Proverbs 24, I'll read that, uh, that again. Be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire uh, to be with them. And uh, for their heart studieth destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. It is established. And so we want to, we want to be a part of something that builds, strengthens, and establishes, and is enduring. There's substance there, it is enduring. Uh, We don't want to just invest in something that uh, is going to be just for the here and now. And, you know, you think of somebody who's 75, 80 years old, and they're still sowing the wickedness. I mean, their life's almost over, right? And, And it's like, man... How much time to, to, to go. Uh, I mean, you know, not that many people live beyond 100 anymore, right? You don't have that much time to go to, to, to get this right, and this is all going to be over. Everything that you're investing in, everything you're, you're fighting for, and everything that you think is so important here in this life, you're not going to be able to take it with you. Um, Through wisdom is a house built. That's a beautiful word. Something that's built. Building. Building. Uh, Being a part of something that... that that is that is uh, is conducive to, um, to to strength and to substance and is enduring. And by understanding, it is established, built, and established. And uh, real leaders build and they establish in the home, in the church, um, in their own heart, and uh, and beyond. Um, and so, verse four says, "And by knowledge shall." Uh, that the, uh, 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 the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches, but let's, let's look at verse 19 real quick, uh, just in relation to what we just talked about in those first three verses. In verse 19 it says, um, "Fret not thyself because of evil men." Now we could envy evil men, or we could just downright fret ourselves because of them. Man, I can't believe what they're doing. I can't believe what they're getting by with. Somebody needs to get them for that. Somebody needs to deal with them. Uh, Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious of the wicked. And uh, the the thing of it is, is you know, God sees it all. God sees it all. And how many times through the ages, over and over and over and over and over and over again, we see God deal with evil men. And, you know, he deals with them in a way that goes far beyond our capacity. Now, may, may he use us, you know, may he use truth givers and those that stand for truth to, to, to have a role to play? Yeah, perhaps. We need to be open to that possibility. Um, it takes a sermon, though. <laughs> what is that role? You know, speak the truth in love and, and you know, carry the light. Uh, what does the Bible say? Um, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove, reprove them. I mean, we do have a role to play, uh, but it's, it's at the end of it, it's pretty limited compared to God's jurisdiction. And uh, he'll take care of it. Don't fret yourself. Don't fret yourself. Uh, whatever a your real role is to play, don't do it in a fretting fashion. It's, it's, it's got to be okay. And, uh, and if God is before us, who can be against us? And so... Uh, there's, uh, there, there's some truths there that are they're, they're very helpful. Verse number 5. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. Now with that thought, go to verse 10. It says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is what? Is small. Is small. small. And so that's when the strength is tested. You know, God, God has, has worked in your life to strengthen you. And truth strengthens you. And, 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 and Jesus strengthens you. The adversity will test that strength. It will test that result. And that's, 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 that's a good thing. That's fine. Adversity Is part of the Christian life you know what adversity really does it doesn't just test your strength it gives glory to God as his strength is shown through your weakness as it were that's what Paul said right in my weakness I am strong because it's his strength through me and and so you know the book of of wisdom is all about you know wisdom personified Jesus Christ is about God working through us. It's not just about us trying to work to do more, better. It's God's ways are conducive uh, to to the strengthening of our lives. And a wise man is strong, it says in verse 5. Where does wisdom come from? It comes from God. It comes from above. So in him we're strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. And when is that tested? Well, in the day of adversity is tested. That's where the real glory goes to God. The real glory goes to God when, when you're going through those trials, when you're going through the fire, when the heat is on. And there, the strength of God shows itself faithful uh, through you. And you don't faint. You don't faint. And uh, don't weary in well doing. You know, you keep showing the goodness of God in a, in a, in a strong way, in a, in a, in a resolute way. Uh, because if you faint in the day of adversity, you know, your strength is small. You talk about being strong in the Lord. You talk about, you know, saying, I would never, Peter said that, right? I'll never deny you, Jesus. (laughs) Well, things were going great that day when he said that. Jesus was there. They were all together. They were having a good time. They had a rousing message. I'll never deny you, Jesus. But then in the day of adversity, his strength was found to be small because he wasn't living in truth at at that moment. He didn't really get, you know, that Jesus was, was dying and he was going to. He forgot about the resurrection part of it, right? He forgot about that part of it. And, but we know about the resurrection, don't we? We know about that. And so we live in the power of, of, of his resurrection. Um, and so he uh, talks about that there in verse 10. And, then if you, and from verse 10, if you go down to verse 16, for a just man falleth seven times. Now. Because we might have gotten to that point, you might have been a little discouraged, right? Because you, you might have been thinking, man, <laughs> even lately, in the adversity, I, I, my, my strength was shown to be pretty was, well, I was pretty frail. Um, and uh, and I, I faced a day of adversity, and my strength was small. Well, it says here, and this, 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 is, this is encouraging, a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. And so, if you have fallen, it doesn't mean you have to stay there. If you have fallen, it doesn't mean that that has to become you, right? I'm just the fallen person that just gives up and just stays there, you know? I'm just, you know, I'm like the sheep that toppled over and couldn't get up. Uh, you don't have to stay there, God says. A just man. A man who is depending upon the Lord is justified in the sight of God. A man who, who is, is living in dependence upon God. You know, we may fall at times, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get back up. We're going to get back up. And we're going to get back up. You know, that number seven is, is almost like, you know, that's part of how God completes us, right? Is even through the, the failures, come back to victory. Uh, because I have never, I've never met a Christian that that. that, that Didn't fail after they were saved. Okay? Every Christian does. You have, and I have. But the big picture, you know, what what are you all about? Do you have the the, the truth that it takes and the resolve, the God given resolve that it takes that when you do fall to say, okay, you know, this isn't a place where I want to stay. We're gonna get back up now. We're gonna get back up. And I've seen some of you, you know, I've seen some of you go through those times. Uh, I've been here five years now, and I've, I've, been, I've only been the pastor one year, but I've been around enough to see, you know. And I, I don't look down on you for that. You know why I don't look down on you? Because you're just like I am. You're just like I am. And when I see you down, I'm thinking, okay, there's, the, there's my brother. We're going to help him get back up, you know. That's what we're here for. We're going to maybe give him some truth today that will help him get back up, you know. Maybe it'll be that seventh time, and they'll be you know, they'll uh, be the, the, like the most like Jesus that they, they, they've ever been right now. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, so look, you're, you're in a friendly place. Christians aren't going to look down on you here. I don't believe, I, you know, I look around here. This isn't the type of crowd that's going to look down on you if, you're, if you've, if you if you're going through a hard time. Um, if you've gotten a bit of despair, if you're like David, where you're just being honest today, is now. I'm struggling with some things. I'm even starting to, man, there's moments when I start to question God's goodness a little bit. Well, just be honest about it. Let's, let's go to the sanctuary of God. Let's work through that. Let's come back to, the, to the, those all-sustaining truths, right? And let's get back up again. Let's get back up again. Uh, so Proverbs is so practical and, and helpful to us. Uh, how many of you are identifying with some of these things? Yeah, me too. Uh, Praise the Lord. So, uh, and uh, let's see. I wanted to to touch a couple of other things here. Let's go down to, we looked at verse 19. Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious uh, uh, at the wicked. Verse 20. For there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. So really that goes right together with what we looked at in Psalm 73, doesn't it? It's really the same. It's the same concept there, uh, and uh, so, and then uh, verse twenty-four: He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous, him the people curse. Uh, him shall the people curse. Nations shall abhor him. I thought that was interesting. He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous. Do you ever see stuff like that going on? You know, saying to the wicked, you're great. Let's, let's give you a, a special uh, consideration and reward for that. <laughs> um art righteous. You know, people for the most part, and, and they may not always say it out loud, but they're thinking, that's not right. That is not right. Would you rather as a leader make people do what you want them to do, or them to follow your leadership out of respect? Which would you prefer? Sometimes leaders, you know, they 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 may have their own agenda and they may they may, you know. Force that upon people and, and, and become oppressive and heavy-handed with people that don't follow their agenda. And they may be able to force people to go along with it. But in the heart, you know, the people, the people are cursing in their heart. That's a terrible thing. Think about it. Nations shall, shall abhor them. And when you don't do right as a leader, you may be able to get by with it, but you're losing respect. You're losing respect. And respect, that's, that's something that you can't really put a value on when you think of it. I mean, when a, a, an honorable person desires to be respected more than they desire to always get their own way, right? Uh, I just thought that was an interesting verse. He that saith unto the wicked, thou art righteous, him shall the people curse, nations shall abhor him. But to them that rebuke him shall be delight, and a good blessing shall come upon them. Because, like I remember when I was in school, you know, basically you just wanted to see that the teacher cared about everybody and was willing not to play favorites, basically. I mean, it wasn't kind of the basic of your, you know, your juvenile, like, junior high thinking. (laughs) Right? Just that the teacher... The teacher just liked all the students, and they were willing, you know, even if it was a popular kid or whoever, kid, you know, they were willing to to, to, uh, to follow through with them if they did something wrong, just like they were with you. You know, you weren't trying to get by with it. I mean, maybe you were, but you didn't expect to get by with it. It wasn't like you didn't want them to to, to punish you, but, you know, but just be equal, be just with everybody. Just be, be... Don't play favorites in that in that respect. Is what we're saying. Um, but to them that rebuke him shall be delight, and a good blessing shall come upon them. And people just want to see people want to see that the people in charge are just are just willing to try to do right by everybody. They're there to serve, you know, the people. They're there to call what's right right and to call what's wrong right wrong wrong. And 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 everybody will, you know, for the most part. People appreciate that. Just keeping it simple, and the simple way is, is usually the best. Um, and so I just thought, uh, you know, there's just some things in the Proverbs that just uh, they just they just stand out to you in, in, in the current context, and, and you think, wow, you know, the Bible has, has a truth for every for every scenario. It seems like. Um, let's end with uh, verses 30 to 34. It's on the concept of uh, of just maintenance. In your life and, and in your in your responsibilities, uh, I go for a, I go for a walk every day, and it's been pretty cold lately. I actually do snowshoeing, uh, so I was telling uh, sister Elizabeth there we had a little discussion about uh, about snowshoes, and my wife gave me a pair of snowshoes of Christmas last year, and so I've gotten to using those, and and uh, so I like to go snowshoeing with, with 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 our dog, our dog Willow. She she uh, she goes along. With, she doesn't have snowshoes, but she just she walks along now with me. And, uh, and so uh, I have like, you know, for different weather, I have different clothes that I'll, that I'll wear because when you snow, at least for me, I get exerting myself and you warm up quite a bit. But some of these mornings have been pretty cold, you know. And uh, <laughs> so my wife walks by my office today and she said, what is that? And she, she, she points into my office and there's just like this pile of clothes in there in my office. There's like four different hats, and there's uh, boots, and there's snow pants, and there's a a thinner jacket, and a more heavy jacket, and, you know, super thermal jacket, and there's just like clothes all over the place. Uh, Those all didn't get there in one day, all right? I didn't just go in, you know, today and just throw all that stuff on the floor. Uh, What happened was, just over the course of time, over the last few weeks, my office has started to look like my son's rooms, Uh, just like, you know... What on earth happened in there? Did your closet blow up or what? Uh, and so it just kind of lets this happen. There's no if I just hang that stuff up every day, you know, just a little maintenance would just take care of it. Like I tell the boys, you know, don't let it get to that point. And they're probably thinking, well, I'm just too much like you, Dad. But that's no excuse, guys. that's no excuse. Um, and so I need to clean out my office. But I do try to, you know, I try try to stay on top of these things for the most part. And you know how it is with the house. But it says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. And so, you know, probably it looked great at one time. You know, there was probably these well-kept uh, 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 gardens and, and beds, and, and the stone wall was in good repair. And the thorns and the nettles and, and, the, and, the, and the, the deterioration of the stone wall, that doesn't happen overnight, does it? But it does happen little by little. It's, it's the law of, what do they call it, atrophy, right? Things left to themselves don't become more sophisticated. That's why, like, evolution doesn't really work. All right, the law of atrophy. It's just a simple law. I mean, you take a look at anything, right? Left to itself, it, it doesn't stay neutral, does it? You leave a house there. With the house that we moved in, uh, we we uh, we fixed up. And it had been sitting empty for seven years, and it just things are just kind of just fallen apart on it. Because structures, they don't stay neutral. They, they start to deteriorate uh, to deteriorate. The law of atrophy, uh, aging, decaying, wearing out, and so. If you're, if you're neutral in your maintenance, things aren't going to stay the same. They're going to deteriorate. They're going to get worse. All right? That's the way in your vehicle, it's the way in your house, it's the way in your body, it's the way in any physical situation. Um, and so here, you had the, the, the field of the slothful. It was grown over with thorns, nettles had covered the face around just a little incrementally, you know. Had, had taken more and more ground, and the stone wall thereof was broken down and ill-repair. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. I learned from that. I looked at it and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Now I can either stand here and criticize that guy, or I can you know, learn for myself from this. And uh, you yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty, what was the poverty here? Well, the loss of the, of, the, of, the, uh, 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 of the productive ground. You know, the poverty was the thorns were now in the place of, of, uh, of good fruit and, and nettles covering the, the good gardens and, and the stone wall was broken down so, you know, things could get through there and, and, uh, and eat and, 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 and make more of a mess. And so it says the poverty came as one that traveleth. Well, how did people travel on that day? Not as fast as we do now, right? Just little by little, right? How, does, how do these things happen? It's one that travels, just little by little, little by little. But it does get there. And before you know it, it's just kind of all gone pop, right? Um, well, that's probably not a good saying these days. But uh, anyways, it's, uh, so that property comes as one that travels. And I want is an armed man slowly but surely. The armed man is like the one that stands sentry to make sure that it happens. And in other words, there's some laws you can't get around. They're like armed men. You know, If you you leave things without maintenance, without maintenance, it's going to deteriorate. Now that, that goes for you spiritually as well. Hey, remember a time where you were doing good maintenance in your life? You were in God's Word every day. You were in prayer every day. And you were keeping short account of these things. And you were you know, you were staying in good, good maintenance spiritually, and then you kind of got out of that routine. And days passed, and weeks passed, and months passed, and it didn't, you didn't stay the same plateau. You know, you, you slip into old habits, old spirits, old ways of thinking, and, uh, you know, you became in, in, in disrepair spiritually. Um, and so I just encourage you to, whatever God's given you jurisdiction over, do something to improve it every day. Do something to improve it every day. Like in your house, you know, just do something to improve it a little bit every day. Um, in, in your life, do something to, to do some maintenance and to, to, to just do some improvements every day. Standing still is going backwards. Uh, things are aging, decaying, decaying, and wearing out unless we're doing, know, we're doing maintenance on them. And this guy learned from that. He looked at that situation and he thought, hmm, you know, that's something I can learn from right And lessons are all around us in life. That's why in Deuteronomy 6 it says the best training of children is along the way. Right? Because you can sit down with a book and books are good. But along the way, okay, there's that real life situation. Okay, look at that there. Oh, we can learn from that there. You know, this is what we've been talking about in real life right now. This is, the, this is real life. And just along the way, the Bible says, as you rise up, as you sit down, as you go along the way, you know, you, you, you instruct and, and uh, life lessons are all around you. And then, you know, when you know, when you're not a child anymore, well this guy, he's not a child anymore, he's, seen, he's, he's still proactively looking at the lessons himself. You've got to be teaching yourself now. You've got to be alert and looking, okay, you know, what can I learn from that? How can I apply that? Some of you are very practical people. I can tell by talking to you, you know, you, you have insight on things and, and uh, um, uh, I'm going to refrain from, from, uh, from naming names here, but it's just that, uh, you know, as I speak to you, I just see that you learn from life. You know, you're, you, you, uh, you don't just pass through. You notice. You take into account. You apply. And that's what life, uh, life is. Life a, is, a, is a learning place, that's for sure. So I went by the field of the slothful, by the vineyard of the man, void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles, had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. That's a good lesson right there, isn't it? It's to be learning along, along the way. Um, and so that's the book of Proverbs. Uh, and some things uh, for you there tonight, I hope were, were, were helpful uh, to you. Let's uh, let's tuck these things away, let's take them with us, and they'll be, uh, the thing it is with Proverbs, you can usually apply like right off, you know, you walk out of here five minutes later, you'll have an opportunity to apply some of these things, because it's so, it's so practical, so, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for a great Sunday together, Lord, as we linger here a bit, uh, just uh, visit with one another, encourage one another, Uh, Lord, just uh, uh, thank you for the opportunities you give us, and uh, Lord, thank you for the wisdom, the skill of living life your way. And, Lord, may we apply uh, these truths in our personal lives, in our families, in our church, and in society, Lord, so that we might be used of you to make a difference in the context in which you put us. And we thank you for for the the, the privilege it is uh, to learn from you and to live for you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.